chapter twenty of the pilot by james fenimore cooper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty if your father will do me any honour so if not let him kill the next percy himself i look to be either earl or duke i can assure you falstaff manuel cast sundry discontented and sullen looks from his captors to the remnant of his own command while the process of pinioning the latter was conducted with much discretion under the directions of sergeant drill when meeting in one of his dissatisfied glances with the pale and disturbed features of griffith he gave vent to his ill-humour by saying this results from neglecting the precautions of military discipline had the command been with men who i may say without boasting have been accustomed to the duties of the field proper pickets would have been posted and instead of being caught like so many rabbits in a burrow to be smoked out with brimstone we should have had an open field for the struggle or we might have possessed ourselves of these walls which i could have made good for two hours at least against the best regiment that ever wore king george's facings defend the outworks before retreating to the citadel cried borough tis the game of war and shows science but had you kept closer to you borough the rabbits might now have all been frisking about in that pleasant abode the eyes of a timid hind were greeted this morning while journeying near this wood with a passing sight of armed men in strange attire and as he fled with an intent of casting himself into the sea as fear will sometimes urge one of his kind to do he luckily encountered me on the cliffs who humanely saved his life by compelling him to conduct us hither there is often wisdom in science my worthy contemporary in arms but there is sometimes safety in ignorance you have succeeded sir and have a right to be pleasant said manuel seating himself gloomily on a fragment of the ruin and fastening his looks on the melancholy spectacle of the lifeless bodies as they were successively brought from the vault and placed at his feet but these men have been my own children and you will excuse me if i cannot retort your pleasantries ah captain borough you are a soldier and know how to value merit i took those very fellows who sleep on these stones so quietly from the hands of nature and made them the pride of our art they were no longer men but brave lads who ate and drank wheeled and marched loaded and fired laughed or were sorrowful spoke or were silent only at my will as for soul there was but one among them all and that was in my keeping groan my children groan freely now there is no longer a reason to be silent i have known a single musket bullet cut the buttons from the coats of five of them in a row without raising the skin of a man i could ever calculate with certainty how many it would be necessary to expend in all regular service but this accursed banditti business has robbed me 
of the choicest of my treasures you stand at ease now my children groan it will soften your anguish burrowcliff appeared to participate in some degree in the feelings of his captive and he made a few appropriate remarks in the way of condolence while he watched the preparations that were making by his own men to move at length his orderly announced that substitutes for barrows were provided to sustain the wounded and inquired if it were his pleasure to return to their quarters who has seen the horse demanded the captain which way did they march have they gained any tidings of the discovery of this party of the enemy not from us your honour returned the sergeant they had ridden along the coast before we left the cliffs and it was said their officer intended to scour the shore for several miles and spread the alarm let him it is all such gay gallants are good for drill honour is almost as scarce an article with our arms just now as promotion we seem but the degenerate children of the heroes of poitiers you understand me sergeant some battle fought by his majesty's troops against the french your honour returned the orderly a little at a loss to comprehend the expression of his officer's eye fellow you grow dull on victory exclaimed burrowcliffe come hither i would give you orders do you think mr drill there is more honour or likely to be more profit in this little morning's amusement than you and i can stand under i should not your honour we have both pretty broad shoulders that are not weakened by undue burdens of this nature interrupted his captain significantly if we let the news of this affair reach the ears of those hungry dragoons they would charge upon us open-mouthed like a pack of famished beagles and claim at least half the credit and certainly all the profit but your honour there was not a man of them even no matter drill i've known troops that have been engaged and have suffered cheated out of their share of victory by a well-worded dispatch you know fellow that in the smoke and confusion of a battle a man can only see what passes near him and common prudence requires that he only mention in his official letters what he knows can't be easily contradicted thus your indians and indeed all allies are not entitled to the right of a general order any more than to the right of a parade now i dare say you have heard of a certain battle of blenheim lord your honour tis the pride of the british army that and the culloden twas when the great corporal john beat the french king and all his lords and nobility with half his nation in arms to back him ay there is a little of the barrack readings in the account but it is substantially true know you how many french were in the field that day mr drill i've never seen the totals of their muster sir in print but judging by the difference betwixt the nations i should suppose some hundreds of thousands and yet to oppose this vast army the duke had only ten or twelve thousand well-fed englishmen you look astounded sergeant why your honour that does seem rather an overmatch for an old soldier to swallow the random shot would sweep away so small a force 
and yet the battle was fought and the victory won but the duke of marlborough had a certain mr eugene with some fifty or sixty thousand high dutchers to back him you never heard of mr eugene not a syllable your honour i always thought that corporal john was a gallant and great general you thought right mr drill so would a certain nameless gentleman be also if his majesty would sign a commission to that effect however a majority is on the high road to a regiment and with even a regiment a man is comfortable in plain english mr drill we must get our prisoners into the abbey with as little noise as possible in order that the horse may continue their gambols along the coast without coming to devour our meal all the fuss must be made at the war office for that trifle you may trust me i think i know who holds a quill that is as good in its way as the sword he wears drill is a short name and can easily be written within the folds of a letter lord your honour said the gratified halberdier i'm sure such an honour is more but your honour can ever command me i do and it is to be close and to make your men keep close until it shall be time to speak when i pledge myself there shall be noise enough burrowcliffe shook his head with a grave air as he continued it has been a devil of a bloody fight sergeant look at the dead and wounded a wood on each flank supported by a ruin in the centre oh ink ink can be spilt on the details with great effect go fellow and prepare to march thus enlightened on the subject of his commander's ulterior views the non-commissioned agent of the captain's wishes proceeded to give suitable instructions to the rest of the party and to make the more immediate preparations for a march the arrangements were soon completed the bodies of the slain were left unsheltered the seclusion of the ruin being deemed a sufficient security against the danger of any discovery until darkness should favour their removal in conformity with burrowcliffe's plan to monopolise the glory the wounded were placed on rude litters composed of the muskets and blankets of the prisoners when the conquerors and vanquished moved together in a compact body from the ruin in such a manner as to make the former serve as a mask to conceal the latter from the curious gaze of any casual passenger there was but little indeed to apprehend on this head for the alarm and terror consequent on the exaggerated reports that flew through the country effectually prevented any intruders on the usually quiet and retired domains of st ruth the party was emerging from the wood when the cracking of branches and rustling of dried leaves announced however that an interruption of some sort was about to occur if it should be one of their rascally patrols exclaimed burrowcliffe with very obvious displeasure they trample like a regiment of cavalry but gentlemen you will acknowledge yourselves that we were retiring from the field of battle when we met the reinforcement if it should prove to be such we are not disposed sir to deny you the glory of having achieved your victory single-handed said griffith glancing his eyes uneasily in the direction of the approaching sounds expecting to see the pilot issue from the thicket in which he seemed to be entangled instead of any detachment of his enemies clear the way caesar cried a voice at no great distance from them break through the accursed vines on my right pompey press forward my fine fellows or we may be too late to smell even the smoke of the fight 
hum ejaculated the captain with his philosophic indifference of manner entirely re-established this must be a roman legion just awoke from a trance of some seventeen centuries and that the voice of a centurion we will halt mr drill and view the manner of an ancient march while the captain was yet speaking a violent effort disengaged the advancing party from the thicket of brambles in which they had been entangled when two blacks each bending under a load of firearms preceded colonel howard into the clear space where borough cliff had halted his detachment some little time was necessary to enable the veteran to arrange his disordered dress and to remove the perspiring effects of the unusual toil from his features before he could observe the addition to the captain's numbers we heard you fire cried the old soldier making at the same time the most diligent application of his bandana and i determined to aid you with a sortie which when judiciously timed has been the means of raising many a siege though had montcalm rested quietly within his walls the plains of abram might never have drunk his blood oh his decision was soldierly and according to all rules of war exclaimed manuel and had i followed his example this day might have produced a different tale why who have we here cried the colonel in astonishment who is it that pretends to criticise battles and sieges dressed in such a garb tis a dux incognitorum my worthy host said borough which means in our english language a captain of marines in the service of the american congress what have you then met the enemy ay and by the fame of the immortal wolf you have captured them cried the delighted veteran i was pressing on with a part of my garrison to your assistance for i had seen that you were marching in this direction and even the report of a few muskets was heard a few interrupted the conqueror i know not what you call a few my gallant and ancient friend you may possibly have shot at each other by the week in the days of wolfe and abercrombie and braddock but i too have seen smart firing and can hazard an opinion in such matters there was as pretty a roll made by firearms at the battles on the hudson as ever rattled from a drum it is all over and many live to talk of it but this has been the most desperate affair for the numbers i ever was engaged in i speak always with a reference to the numbers the wood is pretty well sprinkled with dead and we have contrived to bring off a few of the desperately wounded with us as you may perceive bless me exclaimed the surprised veteran that such an engagement should happen within musket-shot of the abbey and i know so little of it my faculties are on the wane i fear for the time has been when a single discharge would rouse me from the deepest sleep the bayonet is a silent weapon returned the composed captain with a significant wave of his hand tis the englishman's pride and every experienced officer knows that one thrust from it is worth the fire of a whole platoon what did you come to the charge cried the colonel by the lord borough my gallant young friend i would have given twenty tierces of rice and two able-bodied negroes to have seen the fray it would have been a pleasant spectacle to witness sans disputation returned the captain but victory is ours without the presence of achilles this time i have them all that survived the affair at least all that have put foot 
on english soil ay and the king's cutter has brought in the schooner added colonel howard thus perish all rebellion for evermore where's kit my kinsman mr christopher dillon i would ask him what the laws of the realm next prescribe to loyal subjects here will be work for the jurors of middlesex captain burrowcliffe if not for a secretary of state's warrant where is kit my kinsman the ductile the sagacious the loyal christopher the cacique non est as more than one bailiff has said of sundry clever fellows in our regiment when there has been a pressing occasion for their appearance said the soldier but the coronet of horse has given me reason to believe that his provincial lordship who repaired on board the cutter to give intelligence of the position of the enemy continued there to share the dangers and honours of naval combat ay tis like him cried the colonel rubbing his hands with glee tis like him he has forgotten the law and his peaceful occupations at the sounds of military preparation and has carried the head of a statesman into the fight with the ardour and thoughtlessness of a boy the cacique is a man of discretion observed the captain with all his usual dryness of manner and will doubtless recollect his obligations to posterity and himself though he be found entangled in the mazes of a combat but i marvel that he does not return for some time has now elapsed since the schooner struck her flag as my own eyes have witnessed you will pardon me gentlemen said griffith advancing towards them with uncontrollable interest but i have unavoidably heard part of your discourse and cannot think you will find it necessary to withhold the whole truth from a disarmed captive say you that a schooner has been captured this morning it is assuredly true said burrowcliffe with a display of nature and delicacy in his manner that did his heart infinite credit but i forbore to tell you because i thought your own misfortunes would be enough for one time mr griffith this gentleman is colonel howard to whose hospitality you will be indebted for some favours before we separate griffith echoed the colonel in quick reply griffith what a sight for my old eyes to witness the child of worthy gallant loyal hugh griffith a captive and taken in arms against his prince young man young man what would thy honest father what would his bosom friend my own poor brother harry have said had it pleased god that they had survived to witness this burning shame and lasting stigma on thy respectable name had my father lived he would now have been upholding the independence of his native land said the young man proudly i wish to respect even the prejudices of colonel howard and beg he will forbear urging a subject on which i fear we never shall agree never while thou art to be found in the ranks of rebellion cried the colonel oh boy boy how i could have loved and cherished thee if the skill and knowledge obtained in the service of thy prince were now devoted to the maintenance of his unalienable rights i love thy father worthy hugh even as i loved my own brother harry and his son should still be dear to you interrupted griffith taking the reluctant hand of the colonel into both his own ah edward edward continued the softened veteran how many of my day-dreams have been destroyed by thy perversity nay i know not that kit discreet and loyal as he is could have found such a favour in my eyes as thyself there is a cast of thy father in that face and smile ned 
that might have won me to anything short of treason and then cicely provoking tender mutinous kind affectionate good cicely would have been a link to unite us for ever the youth cast a hasty glance at the deliberate borough who if he had obeyed the impatient expression of his eye would have followed the party that was slowly bearing the wounded towards the abbey before he yielded to his feelings and answered nay sir let this then be the termination of our misunderstanding your lovely niece shall be that link and you shall be to me as your friend hugh would have been had he lived and to cecilia twice a parent boy boy said the veteran averting his face to conceal the working of his muscles you talk idly my word is now plighted to my kinsman kit and thy scheme is impracticable nothing is impracticable sir to youth and enterprise when aided by age and experience like yours returned griffith this war must soon terminate this war echoed the colonel shaking loose the grasp which griffith held on his arm ay what of this war young man is it not an accursed attempt to deny the rights of our gracious sovereign and to place tyrants reared in kennels on the throne of princes a scheme to elevate the wicked at the expense of the good a project to aid unrighteous ambition under the mask of sacred liberty and the popular cry of equality as if there could be liberty without order or equality of rights where the privileges of the sovereign are not as sacred as those of the people you judge us harshly colonel howard said griffith i judge you interrupted the old soldier who by this time thought the youth resembled any one rather than his friend hugh it is not my province to judge you at all if it were but the time will come the time will come i am a patient man and can wait the course of things yes yes age cools the blood and we learn to suppress the passions and impatience of youth but if the ministry would issue a commission of justice for the colonies and put the name of old george howard in it i am a dog if there should be a rebel alive in twelve months sir turning sternly to borough in such a case i could prove a roman and hang hang yes i do think sir i could hang my kinsman mr christopher dillon spare the cacique such unnatural elevation before his time returned the captain with a grave wave of his hand behold pointing towards the wood there is a more befitting subject for the gallows mr griffith yonder man calls himself your comrade the eyes of colonel howard and griffith followed the direction of his finger and the latter instantly recognized the pilot standing in the skirts of the wood with his arms folded apparently surveying the condition of his friends that man said griffith in confusion and hesitating to utter even the equivocal truth that suggested itself that man does not belong to our ship's company and yet he has been seen in your company returned the incredulous borough he was the spokesman in last night's examination colonel howard and doubtless commands the rear-guard of the rebels you say true cried the veteran pompey caesar present fire the blacks started at the sudden orders of their master of whom they stood in the deepest awe and presenting their muskets they averted their faces and shutting their eyes obeyed the bloody mandate charge shouted the colonel flourishing the ancient sword with which he had armed himself and pressing forward with all the activity that a recent fit of the gout would allow charge and exterminate the dogs with the bayonet push on pompey dress boys dress 
if your friend stands this charge said burrowcliffe to griffith with unmoved composure his nerves are made of iron such a charge would break the cold streams with pompey in the ranks i trust in god cried griffith he will have forbearance enough to respect the weakness of colonel howard he presents a pistol but he will not fire the romans deem it prudent to halt nay by heaven they countermarch to the rear hola colonel howard my worthy host fall back on your reinforcements the wood is full of armed men they cannot escape us i only wait for the horse to cut off the retreat the veteran who had advanced within a short distance of the single man who thus deliberately awaited the attack halted at this summons and by a glance of his eye ascertained that he stood alone believing the words of burrowcliffe to be true he slowly retired keeping his face manfully towards his enemy until he gained the support of the captain recall the troops burrowcliffe he cried and let us charge into the wood they will fly before his majesty's arms like guilty scoundrels as they are as for the negroes i'll teach the black rascals to desert their master at such a moment they say fear is pale but dammy burrowcliffe if i don't believe his skin is black i've seen him of all colours blue white black and party-coloured said the captain i must take the command of matters on myself however my excellent host let us retire into the abbey and trust me to cut off the remainder of the rebels in this arrangement the colonel reluctantly acquiesced and the three followed the soldier to the dwelling at a pace that was adapted to the infirmities of its master the excitement of the onset and the current of his ideas had united however to banish every amicable thought from the breast of the colonel and he entered the abbey with a resolute determination of seeing justice dealt to griffith and his companions even though it should push them to the foot of the gallows as the gentleman disappeared from his view among the shrubbery of the grounds the pilot replaced the weapon that was hanging from his hand in his bosom and turning with a saddened and thoughtful brow he slowly re-entered the wood End of chapter twenty